This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. What's up? Welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I am your host, your main chick, your friend, Stacey Ray, and I'm so excited to be bringing you episode number 22 with Marlo Ellis. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by WeAreLadyAlpha.com, where we start conversations that empower you and help you think, feel, and live better so you can have the fierce and fulfilling life you want. For the show notes of this episode, you can simply go to weareladyalpha.com forward slash two, two. I make it so easy because if you are not already on that page, you can just head on over there. You'll find Marlo's deets, little points to listen for throughout the episode. And there's also my contact info there. So if you've got any comments or questions throughout the episode or after the episode or like a week later or whatever you want to do, just, just hit us up. We both love to hear from you. And if there is something specific that you want covered on the show, or if you know somebody that you think should be on the show, or if you want to be on the show, just get in touch with me and I will make it happen for you. Today, we are jamming on all things freedom, finding your freedom, claiming your freedom, the freedom to truly be you. And we've got Marlo, who is all about freedom. And she's going to share her story of where she was in her life to now being a women's freedom coach and what that actually means. So cool. And why getting free in your life is the greatest gift that you can give yourself. So I'm excited about this episode. It is off the hook. And if you are jamming on Lady Talk Radio, if you love it, if you like it, if you're down with us, if you're listening to these episodes in your car or on your way to the gym or in your office doing your little lady bossing, whatever it is that you're getting out of these episodes, if it is benefiting you in some way and you're getting some little insights and tidbits, why not throw some stars on iTunes and a little review? It helps other lovely ladies like you find these conversations and it's just awesome to be awesome. You know what I mean? So I want to tell you a little bit more about Marlo before we jump into this. Marlo Ellis is a freedom coach for women and the founder of The Uncommon Woman. And she's on fire, okay? You're going to get that from her pretty quickly in this in this episode. She is on fire for guiding other women into a life of freedom by design. Her passion is to guide women into a place where they feel confident and safe to use their own voice and step into their personal power to create the life of their dreams so that they can share their gifts with the world and live in their divine purpose. So, oh yes, totally fire. So this episode kind of turned quickly into one of my favorites and you're totally going to realize why. So you're probably going to fall absolutely in love with her just like I did. So let's get into it. Hey Marlo, welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I am so excited to have you on the show. What's... Yeah. I and it's cool because I love when we get the Facebook intros, you know, when you get to connect it. We were just talking about that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the best. It's It's magical. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> so awesome to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I'm super jacked about this. I love talking to women and just, you know, it's like we're having coffee. Right? Like, yeah. Sharing messages with, with other women. So I'm excited to share this combo because Marlo's got some incredible stuff that she's up to and I just totally vibe on her message. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Before we jump into all that goodness, why don't you share a little bit about what's going on in your life these days? What's going on behind the scenes? Okay. Well, it's actually been a really, it's been a really exciting week. The last, yeah, basically since last Tuesday. Last Tuesday, I launched something that's really been sitting on my heart for a long time, and that is something called the Uncommon Woman Project. And 
the uncommon woman is truly my passion project but you know how those things always go from a passion project into something that all of a sudden becomes like oh i see this is becoming my life project mm -hmm. that's really what it has has turned into so the uncommon woman is a platform for women by women and it's truly a platform where women can go in and show their stories of strength from struggle and the whole point of this platform is that back in 2012 2013 i myself was in an abusive relationship something i'd never experienced before and at the time i felt very alone i and i know that there are you know resources out there and there you know you can google what to do when somebody's trash talking you and telling you that you know you're, you suck and that you have no value but it's not quite the same as having that human connection and i really didn't know anybody any women who were experiencing it and it's not necessarily something that you know right up on your facebook wall hey anybody else getting trash talked by their partner you know like let's talk so really what was happening was i was starting to isolate and spiral backwards and i was starting to fold inward and i really needed at that time connection and kind of fast forwarding to 2013 after a year and a half of being in business with this man and trying to figure out how i was going to get out of this really you know negative toxic abusive relationship i left but i really felt alone and isolated and i remember kind of having a conversation with god and i'm not a super religious girl but i i'm pretty connected to my source and i said you know what if you can help me get out of this i promise you that i will do something with it i promise you that i will help other women get out of it you know and i will make this my purpose and literally the power came I left uh, and it all happened really quickly and I kept my promise. I kept my pact with God. So basically um, a few years later after I, cause kind of, I had, I had to go and begin my own business and open my own gym. And for about three years, I was completely immersed in trying to keep my head above water and start over. And I closed my gym in 2015 to start working with women on a transformational level, but from the inside out instead of from the outside in and it was the perfect time. And I kind of looked up at God and said, okay, now we're doing this. So two years later, The Uncommon Woman is finally launched. And it is a platform where women who have any sort of struggle, whether it's, you know, an addiction or loss of a partner or the murder of a child or, um, you know, abusive relationship, they can go in and they can feel supported and safe and share their story in this platform and be supported by other women who have been there. So I launched the video series on Tuesday and it's called, it's just called the Uncommon Woman video series. And it's literally just videos that I do video interviews with women who have got these freaking incredible stories, right? Like I, I'm sure you've done these mm -hmm. kinds of interviews and you meet these people and you're like, you survived that, right? Yeah. So good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I launched that on Tuesday of last year, of last week. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm, as you can see, I get real excited about it. And because it's been something that I've been wanting to roll out and I just had to, all, all the stars had to align in the right way. And I had to feel like it was the right timing. And, and so now it's, it's moving and I'm really super excited about the women. And I'm so, I stand in honor every single day of these women who have literally said, you know what, I'll, I'll step out from behind the curtain to save a life or save a soul. I'll share my story for that purpose because you know some of these stories are pretty painful so this is a platform built on other people's pain right and so i have to be so gentle with these women and honor them but they're coming out and they're saying listen this is what really happened to me and i'm ready to talk about it because it might save you like mm -hmm. how how amazing are these people right so that's that's what i'm doing 
I love it. I love it. And I think, you know, what I love the most is that it is really starting those conversations and having people fully express, you know, what, what has gone on in their life or what they have gone through. And I think a lot of the times, and that was kind of a lot of the motivation for me as well. It's like really starting those conversations because we don't always talk about the hard things or the darker moments in our lives. And it's so comforting and also liberating to hear other people sharing these stories. And then maybe that brings up something for you or for them, or, you know, like it's just opening up that door. Like we don't have to be ashamed of these experiences in our lives. It's beautiful. The work that you're doing. I love it. And and so much of the, so much of the stories, so many of the stories, sorry, that, that these women are sharing, they have so, they have packed so much shame, as you said, around these stories. And uh, sadly, shame paralyzes us. Right. And so, through conversations, through some coaching, uh, and, and through really letting them know that, hey, this, this is not something that you should be ashamed of. In fact, this is going to be a gift. If you can just put your story out there and allow it to be a gift to somebody else, you're going to be able to see that you don't need, you can unpack that shame and you can start using this as something that will propel you forward. And possibly it's going to be part of your purpose from this point on. Mm-hmm. I know for me, my story has driven and propelled everything that I do every single day. And so I'm actually grateful for that experience. It took me a while to get there, of course. And I, and you know, I, I will say to people, I don't expect that you're going to be like, Oh, thank you for the shit show that you brought into my life. The shit storm. Thank you. That was awesome. You know, but eventually there comes a time when you can turn around and say the, the shit storm was hard, but there were so many lessons from it. Would I do it differently in the future? No, because I was not obviously making good choices that time in my life where I wouldn't have got myself there. And so I don't make those kinds of choices anymore. So my life has actually improved strangely enough, right from that. And so I know that the women that come in and do these interviews, they come in and they talk about their pain and their struggle and they say, but you know what, this is, what's the crazy, this is the crazy piece is that I am actually a better human because Mm -hmm. of that. Like I have a woman, crazy story, whose daughter was stabbed and murdered three years ago at a house party. 22 years old. And I just did an interview with her and I'm so excited for her interview to go up because she talks about the fact that she is starting to see little glimpses of the goodness that came out of that. Mm. Like what a gift for her. Right. Mm. Yeah. Because if she doesn't see that it's painful. And so she's able to share that with other people and say, no matter how dark times get, you know, a candle shines brightest in the darkest room. And I get goosebumps every time I think about that because that's where these women are coming from. They're so strong. So, you know, I love shows like your show where we're literally sitting down and talking about the stuff and women are starting to have a voice again. Like yeah. let's step out and start talking about the stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, it's getting good. Already. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love your energy for this. And I just, I love when you get those random introductions because it's like, where were you? How come I didn't already know you? <laughs> I know, right? I yeah, love it. so many people out there doing incredible work. Yeah. 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 And we were, chat- we were chatting about the power of social media and how women can really reach out and connect with each other now. And I love that yeah. you're bringing these women together in your platform and stuff as well. So tell us more mm-hmm. about like the, the community that you're creating. Cause I poked through the website for the uncommon woman and I was really, mm-hmm. I was really moved by what you're creating and seeing how you had some, you know, opportunities to potentially donate and create, you know, other, mm-hmm. other opportunities. So tell us a little bit more about that. Like what is, what is it that you're creating bigger picture here with uncommon women? Okay. Like, All right. So the bigger mm-hmm. picture is that I understand 
I understand the impact that women have on other women. And I understand the impact that women have on young girls, our future leaders, right? And so, for example, the piece that you saw about donations, um, that's for work that I do in Mexico, in Tulum, Mexico. So I run retreats every year down in Tulum. It's called Soul Sister Mastermind Retreat, and it's a retreat for women. And it's really a soulful kind of crack open, let's do the work, and let's create the freedom that we want in our lives and move forward. But I think a really big piece of that is looking around and saying, how can we serve? How can we serve our community? How can we serve other human beings? But also, how can we serve our future young girls? You know, our future, our future young girls, our future teenagers, our future women, moms, and future leaders. Are we, are we bringing these girls up? Are we showing them how, how it looks to be an abused woman? Or are we showing them how, what a leader looks like? Like, yeah. well, how are we stepping up? And so what I do is I bring these women to a private, uh, a little small, it's kind of like a private after hours school for children who are impoverished. And we go in there and we spend time connecting and really loving on these children because one of the things that they're missing in their lives is nurturing. A lot of these children, don't get, they don't get nurtured. They have a really hard time expressing themselves emotionally. Well, as soon as the teachers at the school told me that, I was like, red flag. These young girls at such a young age are already experiencing silence. They're already, because there's a lot of abuse, there's a lot of alcohol, there's a lot of heartache and pain when it comes to poverty. And I thought, you know, we need to go in there as women who are privileged. And we are privileged. We have our own junk, but we're privileged to go in there and look at these little girls and say, you're awesome. You're everything. Talk to me about your family. Tell me about what you want to do. Talk to me about your dreams and then contributing to their growth. So what we're doing in the Uncommon Woman is we're actually building a basketball court. Oh, I love it. At the school. And the reason for that is because I played basketball as a young girl and into high school. And it was a really big piece of my empowerment, you know, because as a teenage girl, you're kind of awkward and you feel kind of weird. And, you know, what am I good at? And, and it was great for team building. It was great for communication skills. It's incredible for like problem solving and play. Play is a really important piece yeah. of our lives, not just for children, but for, for women. It's really, uh, it's really powerful when we're stressed and, you know, mm-hmm. when we, when we need to express or release, play is powerful. And they needed a new basketball court. And so I was able to kind of, in my mind, link the basketball to the growth of these young women. And I thought, you know what? We can build these, these kids a basketball court because there's this fall. They can't even balance a ball on it. It's literally like a dirt, a dirt field with holes in it. And the nets are all trashed. And I went there and I said, you know what? We're going to give you guys what you need to, to start nurturing these relationships with these girls. And the, girl, the girls and the young boys, you know, like... We need to actually start looking at how can we build healthy relationships with yeah. the girls, with each other, but then building health, build healthy relationships with young boys and young girls so that those become yeah. adults who can communicate yeah. and work together and problem so solve, good. you know? So and so that's, that's that piece. I love it. And I played basketball too. So I was like, oh, wow, that sounds exciting. <laughs> right? And it was a total monumental time in my life as well. I, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, just doing that kind of stuff. And so um, the Uncommon Woman as a movement is really something that I want to expand globally. It's something that I, I see going global. I'm writing a book right now called The Uncommon Woman. And it's mm-hmm. literally this. I have heard so many stories over the years from women not only through the freedom coaching that I do now, but through my transformational coaching when I own my gym, right? Like women would come into me and say, 
oh my God, Marlo, I need to lose like 50 pounds. And I would say, why? And they would say, because I feel shitty. Well, why do you feel shitty? Mm. Well, because I gained all this weight. Why'd you gain all this weight? Well, I'm having marital problems. Well, why are you having marital problems? Well, because my husband and I don't communicate anymore. Okay. So you're here to lose 50 pounds, but what you're really here to do is fix your marriage. Like, let's talk about this. And so the uncommon woman is really taking the book is taking all of the stories and the things that I've learned over the years about the truth behind what it means to be an uncommon woman and sharing those stories with the world. Right. And so there's a book and then there's a documentary that I'm hoping will eventually come out in a year or two that will be a documentary documenting these actual women who are telling these stories, but putting them in front of people. Like yeah. you're not just reading the book anymore. You're actually seeing the face. Cause I think that's powerful. Mm-hmm. I think it's powerful to say, you know, she actually was courageous enough to step out and show her face and, and talk about this. Right. So the uncommon woman as a movement is, is massive. And, and <clears throat> you know, I, what I want is for it to be something that kind of is contagious yeah. and that people say, wow, you know, if she can do that, I can do that. If she can get out, I can get out. Yeah. If she can share, I can share. If she can save a soul, I can save a soul. And if we can start with little girls and really helping them see that they're valuable and that they don't have to stay in that bad relationship or put up with that, mm-hmm. you know, that uncomfortable behavior or that they can just be safe, safely connected to somebody. Because I think that so much of what happens with us is that we don't feel safe to talk to somebody little yeah. girls, teenagers, and then, it, yeah. and then it rolls right into our adult life. I didn't tell anybody about my abuse because I was so ashamed of it. I was a coach. I was a fitness coach helping all these women. Who was I to turn around and say, actually, my junk is that, right? Hmm. So that's what I'm passionate about is opening those doors and giving people an, the opportunity to find their voice because yeah. it really is liberating. Yeah. Mm, so good. And so much sisterhood. You're creating so much sisterhood. I love it. Well, it's fun, right? And yeah. just creating that whole freedom, really creating the, the idea that freedom is possible. Yeah. Because I think so many people say, what's, I, I can't even imagine freedom. Mm. It's been so long since I've been free. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Which I want to unpack a little bit because when I okay. was, you know, when you, when you were, uh, when I first got intro to you on Facebook, I was poking around and looking at like what you were up to and who you are and who, with your message in the world. And when you say freedom coach, I was like, wow, this is, this is powerful. Cause freedom obviously means something different for everybody, but, but mm. like, what does it mean for you? Like, why did you use that term specifically? It's a really good question. Freedom, freedom for me means being able to speak. Um, unapologetically without the fear of being silenced. Freedom for me means having financial freedom and having the power that you need to keep yourself safe because there was a time in my life where I didn't have that and I was stuck in something because of financial, you know, fear and I didn't have that freedom. And so freedom for me, you know, is really, it's, it's a combination of physical freedom, being healthy financial freedom, being healthy financially, emotional freedom, feeling safe and professional freedom, doing what you love and like literally jumping out of bed every day because of the work that you do. I mean, I don't, I, I, I would be lying if I said I jumped out of bed every day, but I, I am madly, if, if I was lying in bed and I felt like shit and somebody said, are you still in love with your work today? I'd say a hundred percent. Yeah. I'm just I just don't feel good. But never do I wake up and say, oh, 
I need to change this direction. Mm -hmm. Never. And I want that for all women because when we step into this feeling, everything changes. All the lights come on. It's yeah. like the light, you know, how the lights in a football stadium when they just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's awesome. like that. It's like Love that the visual. Free, that's freedom. Yeah. When that just happens. And so my, my message, my life work is to constantly question women and say, are you free? Are you free? Do you feel free? Because if you're not, it's possible. It's possible to get there. And I've sat down for coffee with lots of women and said, you know, let's talk about your freedom. And they just look at me like deer caught in headlights. And I'll say, do you understand what freedom is? And they'll say, I haven't experienced freedom mm. since I was a little girl. And that breaks my heart. And so I'll say, well, let's talk. So what's, what's not, what's asphyxiating you? What's heavy on you? What's holding you back? What's chaining you down? And then they start spilling. And I'll say, okay, well, these are all things that we can resolve. But it's going to take courage. It's going to take courage and it's going to take trust. And it's going to take you following your intuition. And that is probably the hardest thing for us to do because, of course, when we follow our intuition, oh, there's always a shitstorm, right? Because we've been living in making everybody happy. We're appeasing others. We're not necessarily living our truth, maybe like 70%. Yeah. And so I'm always saying, like, live in that. If you're living nine out of 10, you're not free, 100% yeah. free. So you got to be living 10 out of 10. So that's what I work with women. I work on, on them getting to a 10 out of 10. Love yeah. It. You guys can't, you, you can't see me right now, but I have a huge smile on my face because <laughs> I'm loving this, loving it. So, so it's exciting. It's exciting mm. work. Yeah. 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 I love it. And I, and I, I go, go ahead. Go. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I like, I'm, I'm infatuated with this whole concept too, because of like really finding your voice. I think that's the one thing that has been coming up the most in a lot of the women that I'm working with. And um, something that I have been really looking at in my own life as well is like just really um, being free to fully express who you are in the world. Ugh. And it's a huge topic, you know, and, and you said something that, that really poked up to me, like trusting your intuition around like trusting yourself. You know, I was right. asked recently, like, what would, what would you say to your 15 year old self? If you mm -hmm. could give one piece of advice and I'd love to hear what yours would be. And I, and mine was um, immediately, I didn't even think about it. I was like, trust yourself. Like fully yeah. trust yourself. Right. <sighs> yeah. I'm just thinking about my, what my answer would be, but I give yeah. me a second to think about that. Yeah. But, um, one, one of the things that, yeah, one of the things that I, I always, you know, really focus on when I'm working with women and, and working in the whole freedom aspect is, you know, understanding that, when we step into our freedom, when we actually start listening to our, into our intuition, that we lose people. And one of yeah. our greatest fears as women is losing people and acceptance and rejection and things like that. So I will, I'm always very upfront with people about that. I'll say, listen, you're going to lose people. So maybe we need to just talk about that process first, because when you step into your truth and when you start following your intuition, you lose people that are like super close to you. In fact, you don't lose them you release them, mm -hmm. which is a whole other thing because you start listening to your own, you start listening to your own voice. I had this really incredible call the other night. I did a zoom call with a bunch of women. I was doing a free freedom coaching call, which I like to do from time to time, just random. Actually, I'm doing one uh, next week. And it's just, I put it out there on Facebook and anybody can come in and we do an hour of free coaching and Beautiful. it's all about freedom. And one of the things I did on the last call was I said, if you have a question, if you aren't sure, 
if you need an answer, the next time that you start feeling that way, I don't want you to text your best friend. I don't want you to pick up your phone. I don't want you to do anything. I want you to actually sit and dial into your BFF who is yourself. Mm. Like your best friend is you because you're always going to have your back. You're always going to want what's best for you. Your best friend, as much as she loves you and adores you and truly loves everything about you, she has an emotional connection to your actions. Yeah. And sometimes when we really truly need to do something, the people that are closest to us will be the ones that say, Oh, you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, don't leave just yet. Cause you don't have enough money or, you know, are you sure you want to do that? And when we listen to those people and we don't listen to what our gut is telling us, we get in trouble. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's life-threatening trouble. And sometimes it's just, man, I should have listened to my intuition. I really knew. So I always say to the girl, you know, your best friend is no longer UBFF. You know, you are your best friend. Call yourself up first, dial yourself in first and really get comfortable with that girl. And the, the closer you are to her and the more you call on her, the easier it is to access her when you need her. Because yeah. if we haven't spoken to her for a long time and then all of a sudden we're in crisis, we're not going to know what she sounds like. We will not recognize that voice. Whereas if every day we're like, hey, how's it going? What are you mm-hmm. thinking? Oh, good. We're on the same page. Okay. <laughs> like shoulder to shoulder. Like you're on my lap in the driver's seat, right? Yeah. Then we have a good connection. And then when shit comes down the tubes, working like, oh, pull up. I need you. Yeah. Instead of going, oh my God, what is my truth? Who am I? I don't even know. And so many women will say, I don't even know anymore. I'm yeah. sure you've heard that. Yeah. I hear it every day. And I'll say, well, we've got it. Like, we have to fix that. You mm-hmm. have to know. Even if you're not ready to act, you have to know. So that whole, that whole thing about intuition, that's where I was going with with that in case that didn't make any mm-hmm. sense. Um, so good. I call your intuition your best friend. She, yeah. she really is your, your warrior goddess, your BFF, your whatever. You armor her up and that's your girl. Yeah. yeah. That's your freedom girl. So good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was yes. just talking about this yesterday. Like, oh, and, were and this, you? this oh, comes up saying? on, oh, well, almost on every single conversation that we have on this show, we almost always come back to self-relationship, obviously, because it's the, right. it's the foundation of everything. And yesterday yeah. I was doing a Facebook live and the lady posse, which is like my online crew and the awesome mm-hmm. ladies that I work with. And we were talking yeah. about, you know, how, truly like getting yourself and being checking in with yourself and being your best friend ultimately it's like that level of having yourself it's like when when you know no shit no kidding that your best friend has your back it's like you know no matter what no matter what happens no matter who happens anything right that you're there no matter who happens Ooh, like that. <laughs> you know yeah. you're there. You've got yourself. Right. And, and that is that level of trust that I have for myself knowing that is just like, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 So right. good. hundred percent. And so you know, good. it's a, it's a, it's an epidemic. There mm-hmm. is an epidemic and social media does it, you know, where people literally will be like, what, which dress should I buy? Left or right? Red yeah. or blue? Yeah. Like, Buy like, I'm, you I'm, I'm, get. Not to, <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to criticize. No, anybody. no, no. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But I mean, we can do that. And you know, like, which one should mm-hmm. I get? You know, but we get to the point where we can't even make a freaking decision about yeah. like, you know, when that whole Starbucks unicorn thing came out, made me crazy. But anyway, everybody's yeah. like, should I or shouldn't I? I'm like, what's your intuition telling you? Like, if you even have to ask on Facebook, if you should buy it or not, it's a big N O 
that's my point is, you know, don't, don't rely on everybody else to be you because mm -hmm. they have no clue what's best for you. They have no clue what your history is, your blueprint, your story, you know, your strengths, your weaknesses, they don't. And so we do. And as soon as I, so getting to my 15 year old self, what I would tell my 15 year old self is stop spending so much time on the phone with your girlfriends talking about mm. the job that you're going through and start spending more time by yourself because yeah. that's all <laughs> I did. And my mom actually has pictures. It's funny. My mom has pictures. This is back when there were phone cords, you know, the curly ones. My mom has pictures of a phone cord coming out from under a door and running <laughs> to the phone. And I used to spend hours on our phone and it was all he said, she said, what do you think I yeah. should do? What about, and my, my 15 year old self needed to honestly do a lot less of that and mm -hmm. just have way more self-confidence. And yeah. as a result, it spilled mm -hmm. into my twenties and my thirties. And I was always on the phone when I had a crisis with whoever was available. Well, they were not giving me the best advice. Sometimes it was good advice, but sometimes it was terrible advice. I think you should, you know, whatever X, Y, and Z, and you do it. And the next day you'd be like, did I just do that? Was that really, that's not how I really want to show up. Mm. And so that's probably the advice I would give my 15 year old self would be yeah. spend more time alone and less time talking to everybody else because I was that girl, you know? So confidence. powerful. It's a confidence issue. And mm. we have to build that in teenage girls. Now mm -hmm. the, the suicide rates are off the charts. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy and the drug abuse uh, and like the other day I was on Facebook and there was a group called teen suicide girls or suicide girls. It was a Facebook group. And I was like, stop the bus. Why is this even allowed? Like what is happening? Like yeah. that kind of stuff, you know, it's just, it's an epidemic and it it's is. becoming kind of cool to say, Oh, you know, I, I, I might commit suicide. Like we don't, how is that cool? How is that okay mm -hmm. to talk about that kind of stuff, you yeah. know, um, with anybody, but a serious, like somebody who's seriously there to help you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That. Oh, you're talking my language right now. I, I'm really, really passionate about that younger demographic like that because I, I was there, you know, and I, and I yeah. really see that now even more than when I and you were in grade school, it's like the, the issues they deal with now are even more amplified with social media, oh. with the drugs, with everything that's available now. Like when I was young, it's like we were smoking cigarettes behind the school and that was like badass. Big, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. like, in the bathroom was, at right? school. Like that was, was like badass, you know? I know. And totally. now it's a whole new ball, play, ball party. Yeah, like one. the parents are like, will you please have a cigarette instead of like oxys? Yeah. You know, like that would be nice. it's to the point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, but I know it's, it is, it's a big issue. And actually I have some women that are going to be on my, uh, on my video series, the Uncommon Women series that, mm -hmm. that have lost their children due to wow. social media bullying. Like you don't even, you, it's not even, it's, it's beyond just a, a slight problem. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's something that is so real and so scary. And a lot of it stems from, things that kids do because they just don't have the knowledge and that yeah. confidence and that courage totally. and, you know, uh, running with the crowd or, or, or doing the thing that everybody else is doing, but you don't really realize the damage that you're doing mm -hmm. to somebody for, you know, either mm -hmm. permanent damage or, or temporary pain, you know, that turns into some kind of scarring later down the road. So it's an issue. And so the whole uncommon woman movement 
and uh, the freedom coaching that I do, everything is really about, listen, ladies, like this is serious, you know, and people will look at my messages on my, my Facebook wall. They'll say, wow, you're really laying the smack down. And I'll say, yeah, because too many people are out there going, oh, you know, unicorns and rainbows. And I'm like, yeah, you know, the reality is the women that I'm working with are in pain. And there's a reason that they're in pain and they're in pain because they can't keep up. They can't, they're, they don't feel like they're measuring up and they are, they are everything, but they need to understand that they have a support system and it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not feel like a unicorn today or, you know, and it's tough. It's tough to, it's tough to, to be around, to live. It's life is tough these days. You know, there's a lot of comparison. There's a lot of competition. There's a lot of stuff coming at us. And so my work is really like, let's link. It's, it's all about creating sisterhood. It's all about linking arms. It's all about stop trash talking, stop, you know, let's stop competing with one another because when we do that, we're really going backwards. Like we are working so hard and you and I were just talking about this before we got on the show that it's so beautiful to see women really starting to have uh, not just a voice, but actual presence in, mm-hmm. in entrepreneurship and in social media and in their message, because it was a slightly male dominated um, environment. Right. And that's changing and it's good to see, but it's not good to see women getting into that environment and then battling for spots. You know, it's like, can we all just work together here? Because we're all doing different work. We're all doing our own thing, but we need one another. Like, I love the fact that you brought me onto the show and just are giving me the opportunity to share this because I think it's so important. It's collaboration, Mm -hmm. collaboration nation. You know, it's like, we need to do more of that. Yeah. It's, It's the only way, it's the only way that women are going to take, take their lives and take, you know, what it is that we want their freedom to that level because we're not gonna be able to do it alone it's an army we got to do it as an army so so on every episode i pretty much find one like quote <laughs> that i'm like i'm okay. quoting you on that <laughs> okay oh that was oh, so was good i just so appreciate your commitment for women and just the stand you're making for all of us is so brilliant thank you so much for the work you're doing marlo seriously incredible and so needed so needed and just so i I see too that women are more and more ready for this and they're craving it and they know that there's something else out there and i think once we see something once we see the possibility of freedom once we see what what else is available to us it's like we can't unsee it right (laughs) you know so you know and i kind of want to speak to that for a second like you know anybody who's listening who is relating you know and going oh yeah i feel stuck or i feel like i'm in this space in my life and it's super hard or you know anything that's kind of going on anything that you might be relating to ladies um marla what would you say to them you know is kind of like the the choice that needs to happen or what what the first thing for them to really start to think about to feel into to take on in their lives if they're feeling like they're at that that point get real quiet because, and I know that's not like, Oh, you know, like I thought you were going to say something like mind boggling, but (laughs) honestly, sometimes we feel that way because there's so many messages coming in. And I know my, for myself, when I'm feeling that way, it's because I'm overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And I find when I feel my most enlightened, when I feel my most clean and clear is when I'm like, for example, traveling. Like if I go down yeah. to Tulum, Mexico and I spend a week completely connected, like shoes off, toes in the sand, lots of quiet time, you know, I get super clear. So it's not rocket science. 
when you get away from the crazy, from your environment that's, that you're constantly in, that you're feel, if you're feeling that way in a certain environment, there's a really good chance you need to change your environment. Right. And I always mm-hmm. say to people, change your state. You know, Tony Robbins talks about that all the time. I love that because it's true. You're in a state, you don't like it, change it. Yeah. Just shift one degree. Right. And so making that, making some kind of a shift and changing your environment and getting quiet is so powerful because when we're feeling all of those words stuck or muddy or muddled or confused or all those words that are out there, we're doing, we're, we're that because we don't know which way to go next. Mm-hmm. It's like, I could go here or here. Well, if we just get quiet and you don't have to meditate, you don't have to do anything. Just like literally disconnect and get quiet and like stop talking. Yeah. And just let things flow. And writing is a really powerful tool. I always mm-hmm. tell my clients, write stuff and don't block anything that comes to you. Just let it come out. Because sometimes we're feeling a certain way. We don't even know why. And then it'll show up on paper. I'll go, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that that person who said that to me is really kind of irking me. And I'm feeling safe to put it on my paper, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of my first step. Mm-hmm. And usually when I'm talking to clients, I'll give them some questions and I'll say, no, I want you to go and be very quiet and, and dive into those questions because we can't move forward until you know, you really know what's, what's eating away. And it could be past stuff or it could be financial strain. Like things like finances can literally stop people in their tracks and mm-hmm. it can stop you from being creative. It can stop you from communicating. It can stop you from seeing straight. I mean, it's so powerful because it's a threat right? We feel threatened. We feel like our livelihood is threatened. And so just recognizing where, where you're, you know, where you're feeling the pain or what's stopping you is the first, first thing. And then I'm a huge advocate for find a mentor or find a coach. Mm -hmm. I just put a Facebook up today that said, if you have any kind of a dream or any kind of a hope for the future, I hope to God that you have somebody there. That's not your yes man. Yeah, yeah. That's not, and that's where the BFF thing comes in. Totally. Oh, you're awesome. You're tired. Go get a bottle of wine and just go to bed for a few days. No, that's not what you need to hear. You need somebody to say, seriously, snap out of it, figure it out, and move forward. And I've got your back, but you're not, it's not okay to stay where you are. Don't unpack there. Mm -hmm. Because if you unpack there, you're going to get into a really dangerous place, Mm -hmm. you know, or you're not going to achieve what it is that you truly want. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I was just, I was talking about that with another coach the other day about, I think sometimes people don't see the value in coaching if they've never experienced like having a coach or a mentor in their corner, because they think it's just somebody that kind of just pleases you, like seals the deal when you're thinking this or, you know, whatever. And it's like, yeah, like stamp of approval. Yeah. Like Mm co-signs on all of your stories and is like, yeah, that's awesome. You can do it. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not a co-signer. No, I I don't really know a lot of coaches in my, in my direct sphere anyways, that are doing that. It's like their, their goal is not to please you at all. Their goal is to call you on the stuff that you are not either saying, looking at, willing to take action on, avoiding, <laughs> all of the 100%. things. You know? And you know what's interesting? I don't know when you, like, I have a question for you. Yeah. When did you start kind of diving into self-development and this kind of stuff? Mm. So I have a pretty pretty long story, but when I was okay. about uh, 18, I was on okay. about three three times the amount of antidepressants I should have been on. 
Um, I was, yeah, I was like having yeah. a really hard go and I was a very destructive yeah. teenager, all kinds of crazy stuff. We could talk about that all day. Yeah. And you know, when I, when I turned 18, I, I actually, holistic health was actually the kind of gateway for me. I, mm. I walked into a naturopath's office and I had actually seen him when I was six years old. So it was like, I came back to myself, <laughs> you know, right. and I, I walked in and he just looked at me and he was like, wow, like you're back kind of thing, you know? And, um, it was, you know, so you was, were young. I was young, but it, it throughout my twenties too. I kind of fell back into a lot of struggle, okay. a lot of a lot of um, my own self limiting thoughts mm-hmm. and beliefs because I I carried a lot of those with me, you know. And personal development, like after I came through the health thing, got super healthy, got back connected with myself, which I I see yeah. is hugely valuable too, and I I can tell that you do. You know, yeah. it's a huge space for us as women too. We need to be right. connected to our bodies. 100%. And then it was like personal development became a thing that I. I started to put on top of the pain. I started to just kind of like try to fix myself with it and Mm. be like, you need to be this way. So fit into this box now, you know, and I I started to kind of uh, chameleon myself into being what personal development told me I should be. And then it wasn't until about my mid mid twenties that I started to really unpack that and be like, actually I can use self-development as a tool to now face the stuff that I don't want to look at and, and, you know, like be all of who I am versus just trying to, be what I should be. So right. it became more of the exploration and empowerment versus okay. just, but in the beginning of my twenties, it was a lot of make wrong, you know, All right, yeah. I use personal development as just another weapon. Right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. So see, was, for me, it was, I was 42. Yeah. So good. So, I mean, I was older, you know, and I take a look and I think, man, you know, I have not been, I, I had not heard of coaching like it's a whole, there's a whole world out there that I was not aware of. Yeah. And when I closed my, well, kind of around the time that I was the last year that I had my gym, I found a coach who was a business slash mentor slash fitness slash kind of like self-love coach. And I hired her, changed my life, which, and it's partly why I closed my gym is because the work that she was doing, I, I saw myself doing. Mm. And now it's funny because I do similar work to what she does. I'm in love with what she does. Yeah. And, but I didn't know about that. And as a coach now myself, I think, man, my life would have looked so different yeah. if I had had access to the kind of coaching, to the kind of mentorship, to the kind of support that, I have now, I always have a coach. Mm-hmm. I always have actually, I'm a little bit of coach junkie. I have a few <laughs> for different things. I've got a personal coach that helps me with my life stuff. And I've got a business coach and I have a, you know, speaking coach and a writing coach and all this stuff. So, but 42, five years ago. I and it. I just, man, my life would have been so different. So when people talk to me about the value of coaching, yeah, I just say, listen, I, I can't tell you enough. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is just experience it and you're going to your whole world is going to open up yeah because all of a sudden you have different perspectives and you have people Mm -hmm. talking from an educated from an educated experiential point of view as opposed to oh well he said that she said that this person said that this you know whatever Mm -hmm. you know you're calling in your best friends for your 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 you know your life altering advice so Mm -hmm. it's just such a powerful tool right and there's always somebody out there that was, that's a good fit. It just has to be the right person. And, you know, everybody has their different areas. They really are, they, they feel that they need to work on. 
right? Mm-hmm. And they're drawn to certain people. And if you're drawn to somebody and if your gut's going, do it, then it's a, it's a sign. And I was drawn to her, changed my life, you know? So uh, it's magical. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I, uh, and for the listeners who are really vibing on you, who are feeling it, they're totally in line with what you are sharing. How can they reach out to you and get connected to you? Or what do you, what is the, the, the way to do that? We'll put all the links and everything, but just, okay. Yeah. yeah. So the best way, the best way to communicate with me and to get like a quick response is on Facebook. I have a really strong presence on there, meaning that I'm there a lot, uh, because I like to be able to reach out to people globally and that's the place that I can do it. So Facebook, Marlo Ellis. Um, I also have a public figure page. Marlo Ellis, and then I also have the Uncommon Woman page, which is just the Uncommon Woman on Facebook. You can find it no problem. And that's where the, the movement is growing. And of course, MarloEllis.com. So, Beautiful. you know, that's that's where you can find me and all that. And IG, same thing. It's, I think, Freedom Coach, Marlo Ellis Freedom Coach, I think. Perfect. We're going to put links to all of that stuff. because, awesome. And I got to say, totally digging what you are putting out there. Really. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Digging it. So potent. Digging Love it. it. Love it. Well, you and I are going to get together for coffee next yes. time. I mean. Yes, we are. She is a fellow Canadian. So yes. hello. We are now besties. So but thank you so much for, <laughs> you know, you. giving me the opportunity to share, mm. to share, because I really... I just love women. I mean, we're awesome. We're yeah. such rock stars and we really need to just listen to each other and, and put it out there that, you know, we're in our corner. Like I'm in everybody's corner. So if somebody wanted to contact me, I'm there, you know, I just, I just understand the value of sisterhood. And so yeah. I appreciate your sisterhood. And I thank you so much for having me on the show. It's amazing. Thank you so much, Marlo. Thank you. No problem. Likewise. Okay. One more question. Cause I love to ask the, uh, the uh, listeners, this. the clincher, it's not so much a clincher. I actually just love to get your, you know, just honest answer on this too, because okay. you've, you've been in this industry, you've been doing this work yourself. So it's not a fancy question. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. So if you finish the, the sentence, if you want to improve your life, you must find freedom. Mm, so good. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's that's the only answer I can Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mic drop. And boom. So good. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much for coming on the show. And for the listeners, if you have any questions or or insights, takeaways, stuff that you got out of the show, I'm sure Marlo would love to hear from you, and I do too. So we'll, all the yeah. contact information is on the show notes. Thanks for tuning in, and Marlo, thanks again for coming on the show. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah.